Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 155. Today, we are going to take a little departure from our regularly scheduled programming. I want to answer what I believe to be a really important question right now in the world, and that question is this. What does this moment that we are in right now require of you as a leader? And I'd like to spend the episode today having a conversation with you about race and what's going on in society today. And and more importantly, what does all of this require of me as a leader? You know, we've been through a really trying last couple of months. I mean, we think of the COVID uh, pandemic and the coronavirus and all the fear and the uncertainty that we had to go through because of that. And I know how many of you struggled with that. Just when it seemed like we were kind of getting through that and getting starting to get back to some sense of normalcy, we've had all of these horrific things happen in the last month with the killings of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery in Georgia. And we've had these peaceful protests happening all over America, but it's also spurred a lot of violent outbreaks and, and looting. And I know that this is not an easy topic to navigate, race. And I know that many of you may be wondering, justfully so, uh, Bob, why are you even trying to bother? You know, why are you even using your platform, this podcast, as a, as a forum for a conversation like this? this? This isn't the right thing to do. And listen, you, you may be right, but here's what I do know for a fact, because I've spoken to and I've heard from a lot of you. I know that there are a lot of you out there right now, predominantly white people, just like me. My audience I know is mostly white. And you're in a position of leadership if you're listening to this show, whether you're leading one or you're leading a thousand. I know that you're feeling confused. And you're feeling scared and you're unsure of how you should be showing up in the world right now, whether that's on social media or just with the people that are on your team or the people that are around you in your local community. And I want to admit up front, I want to state the obvious. I don't know much about this topic. I am a white man and I have never known discrimination or racism of any kind in my lifetime. But with that being said, I feel a sense of duty, right or wrong, to help all of you navigate these challenging times as a member of my community, part of our audience, people that are other white people that I know are really struggling with this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do my best to not make this about me, not make this about politics, which I know is very almost impossible to do anytime you discuss race. And I also want to be clear, this is not an anti-law enforcement message. Nor in any way is it justifying any of the violence, the senseless violence, the looting that we've been seeing, right? It's not justifying any of that. It's just an attempt for me to start a conversation. And I'm going to continue this conversation over this and the next episode of the podcast to hopefully help those of you that are genuinely looking for some direction help you in that area. 
because I know that there are a lot of you out there, just like me, that want to do something to help, that feel called, right? That, that hate seeing all this pain and fear and hatred that are out there from both sides of this issue. You want to do something, but you just don't know where to start. And look, I'll be honest with you. I've spent the last few days really struggling with whether or not I even have a place to address this issue and say anything at all to you. And there are a lot of people out there that will probably say that I don't. You know, I shared a post on social media the other day. I sent an email just kind of just sharing some of my thoughts around this. And, you know, there were a lot of people that told me I shouldn't have. And, and I respect the fact that, that that's your opinion. And I also realize that there's a risk in me doing this. Because not everybody out there is going to agree with my stance or what I have to say. People have strong opinions and beliefs, obviously, when it comes to this sort of thing. And I'm sure I'll lose followers over this. I'll probably lose some of you that are listeners. And, you know, I'll anger some of you for using my platform as, you know, to discuss an issue like this. But given all that, I I had to really think and pray, honestly, about the real reason why that I'm doing all this work in the first place, why I spend so much time creating these podcast episodes and building this community and this business and, 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 and doing the work that we do in our programs and all this content that we put out. What's the reason why I'm doing this? You know, if the primary motivation for me was just to make money and acquire a bunch of followers on social media, then I, I probably would leave this alone. I wouldn't feel compelled to comment on it. But I think at some point, each of us has to really look inside of ourselves and ask ourselves, what is the point of all of this? You know, what is the point of this work that we're doing in our business, right? Why are we here on this planet? What is the real difference that we're going to make in our lifetime? What is the contribution that we're making to the world? What is the impact that we want to make? I know if you're a listener of this show, these are things that matter to you. You know, another question that I have to ask myself is what is the legacy that I want to leave? You know, how do I want the people that matter to me the most in my life to remember me when I'm gone? Do I want them to remember me as somebody that just bought them a lot of nice things and provided a nice life for them? Do I want my, is that the way I want my two sons to remember me? Or do I want them to remember me to be a person of principle and someone who demonstrated the character and the courage to make difficult decisions and take action and try to make a difference in the world, even when at times it was an unpopular decision, an unpopular stance, or at times people didn't agree with it. And as I thought further about this, I thought about the fact that, you know, I am someone that's built a message and a platform on the topics of leadership and love, right? This is what legacy leadership is all about. And I'm also someone that prides themselves on trying to do my best to create a community that is inclusive of all races and religions. And most of all, as a person of faith that wants to honor God in all of the work that I do in my business. And from that place, here's what I decided. How can I possibly not say something? How hypocritical would it be for me to just sit here quietly knowing that so many of you are struggling with this right now? How can you compartmentalize business? And this issue, which is such a real thing for us in our lives, you know, how could I sit there quietly watching all of this fear and hate and injustice in the world 
continuing to tell myself that, that it's not my problem or it's not my place to make things better. Listen, the deeper purpose of the work that I do is not about making millions of dollars and acquiring millions of followers. The deeper purpose to the work that I do is to create a new generation of leaders that go out and together help transform the world through the power of love, to create a better generation, a better world for the next generation. For my, I want my two sons to grow up in a world that is better than the one that we live in today. And look, I don't know if what I'm going to do is going to make one ounce of a difference. But here's the thing. That's not going to keep me from trying to do something to make a difference. And if the only difference that I make is by just starting a conversation and maybe helping some of you through the process that I've been going through to, to, to struggle what my role is in all of this, if, if that's the only thing, if that's my contribution, then I say that's enough. And I believe that as a leader, which all of you are, and I hope you recognize that, we have a responsibility to address difficult issues. We have a responsibility. If you're driven by impact and contribution, if you feel that your work inside this profession is a calling, you have a responsibility to use your platform to start conversations that can make a difference, sometimes raising awareness and ask ourselves as individuals, as leaders, as human beings to try to do our part to help make that world a better place for the next generation. Because here's what I know for a fact, and I've fallen victim of this for most of my life, saying and doing nothing during times like this speaks so much louder. Look, here's what I've learned in, in listening and trying to learn from people of color that have been victims of racism and a lot of this hatred. You can't heal something by denying it. You've got to learn how to start openly discussing it to see it, to understand it, to help dismantle the fear and the hate that has created it, that's gripping our society from both sides of this issue. And look, I hope you realize this. Posting on social media is not enough. Posting, sharing a post on social media as part of a movement one day out of your life is not enough so that you can feel good about yourself, resting in the knowledge that you did something and, and, and doing what I did. Most of my life. I saw this injustice. I see this hate. I see this fear, but I always think it's not my problem. I think I'm not a racist. You know, this is not my problem to fix. And I'm telling you, that's not good enough anymore. And if you're anything like me, you know how you feel. You want to do something, but you're unsure if you should be speaking out. You're afraid to make a mistake. You're afraid to say the wrong thing and make someone angry. Look, I got news for you. It doesn't matter what you say. Somebody's not going to like it one way or the other. And I think we all have to reach at a point in our lives where we stop trying to trade our, our own authenticity and, and our beliefs and the things we want to stand for to push those to the side to try to make people happy, make everybody like us and love us because it's not, no matter what you do, that's never going to be the case. So why not stand for something that you believe in? And, and the other thing is this, in this episode, I just like to share my thoughts because I know a lot of you are curious as to what they are. But I recognize that in order for us to really be able to help you in this area, to really be able to help you as a leader to better navigate, navigate these waters, my thoughts are not going to necessarily going to be what's going to do it. You need to be able to hear from the people that have been affected by this, people of color. So my plan is in the next episode, we're going to do that. I'm going to be bringing some black leaders in our community, some women that are a part of our community that have done incredible things that are also 
activists in terms of racial equality that I think their perspective is really going to help you as a white leader, whether or not you have people of color in your team, their perspective is going to be really insightful for you. And I'm also going to share with you a friend of mine that's a thought leader in this area. And together, we're just going to have a conversation. I'm not sure how it's going to go, but I want to have that conversation. I want to have the courage to go there. I want to be able to provide that as a service and a value to you. Whether, you know, If you're not looking for that, then that's fine. You don't have to listen to these next couple of episodes. But if you're somebody like me that does have a genuine heart to want to help in some way and you, you need some direction, then I hope that you can get that over the next couple of episodes. And I just want to start a conversation. But let me start by saying this. I want to issue a heartfelt apology to every single one of my black sisters and brothers and all of, my, all of the people of color that are a part of this community. I'm sorry for all the pain that you must be enduring right now. I'm sorry for the generations of suffering and injustice that you have had to deal with. And I am sorry, and I repent in my own complicity in that pain. Look, I acknowledge my own failures in this area. When I look at my company, when I look at our programs, when I look at the images we put out in the advertisements and the stories that we share on social media, I don't see enough people of color represented in what we do. And over the last couple of days, I've had to ask myself the question, why is that? Now, in the past, I would have wondered, is that really my responsibility? You know, is it really my responsibility to do that? Shouldn't that just happen naturally? And I realize now that that's, that's the wrong attitude. Because I believe now, after really thinking on this and listening and learning, that we all have a responsibility to do our part, no matter how small or insignificant that might seem in the moment. While in the past, my natural inclination would have been to do nothing, I recognize now that's not a good enough answer. Because doing and saying nothing is exactly what has perpetuated this problem of racism in our society today. By doing and saying nothing, I recognize that in many ways I have been complicit in this area. And look, I've just spent the better part of the last few days just coming from a place of total humility, genuinely trying to understand this issue. Now, I recognize I'm limited in my ability to do that because I am a white person, but it hasn't kept me from at least trying. But I've tried to see both sides of this issue, and I think this is an important part of this discussion. Like, I believe a big part of all of this is this underlying premise that's causing a lot of this violence and this hate that we're seeing, this chaos. And, and it's this premise that at a fundamental level, we are enemies pitted against one another. And I think nothing could be further from the truth. If the narrative is this, if the belief is that you must be divisive, that it's an either or proposition, that you're either on one side or the other, right? It's either Black Lives Matter or you support the law enforcement officers and police, right? If it's one or the other, if that's the mentality, this is what's created the problem in the first place. I get that this is a really hard issue because emotions run so high when it comes to this stuff. To be on either side of this issue and watch this unspeakable violence play out over and over again. I watch the horrendous murder of George Floyd and I see the just the inhumane nature of this. But then I also see the violence that's being directed at the law enforcement or officers that are out there, right? N not people that are peacefully protesting, trying to, to further and solve this problem of racism, but people that are just taking advantage of this for their own benefit, that have no agenda other than they just want to cause anarchy and harm. And I see police officers 
that are trying to protect and serve that are being put in harm's way. I, I can recognize both sides of this. I see the violence happening as a result of it. And I understand the emotions. But I think because of all of this, here's what happens. We, we've become so afraid. And I, and, and I say we, I'll just speak personally. As a white person, I've become so afraid to even have a conversation around this for the fear that I'll say something wrong. And I'm sure I will say something wrong in this podcast. I probably already have ticked off some of you on either side because I didn't say something exactly the way I should have. But here's what I know. I know what's in my heart. And the thing is this. When I look at my role as what I believe to be a leader and somebody who wants to build a community that's based on love and mutual respect, I just feel compelled to do something, to say something. We can no longer be afraid to have these difficult conversations because this is part of the reason why we limit ourselves as leaders because we're afraid to have difficult conversations around issues, right? We can't be afraid to say the wrong thing. If we know we're coming from a place of love and compassion and mutual respect, we have to be willing to take risks. And I think as white people especially, we must be willing to embrace this conversation. And if we can do that from a place of love and compassion, and we do our best to really try to see things through the eyes of the people that have been the victims in all of this, so that together we can finally begin the process of eradicating this evil of racism and discrimination from our society forever. I don't think there's anybody that can disagree that it isn't a problem and it shouldn't exist. But at the same time, I realize, you know, because I've spoken to a lot of you. And I try to do my best to see this from both sides because I think that's an important part of really being able to work through this. Look, I can't imagine for one second what it must like to be a person of color, having to deal with on a daily basis the racism that exists in our society today. That, that as a white person, I, I have no idea the extent. I, I've never been privy to it, really. You watch the video of George Floyd. It's, it's gripping, the inhumanity, the horrible nature. I mean, it's, it's hard to watch. It's surreal. It's just so emotional. And the thing that I think is, is that's someone's son. That's someone's father. Like, what if that was my son? What if that was my father? What if that was my brother? And, and I know people will say, well, you know, he wasn't innocent. He did. Listen, it's a human being. And in that moment, it is an inhumane act, regardless of what you, which side that you rest on here. And I think about if that was my son, if that was my father, how differently would I feel in that case? You know, I look at my two boys. Grayson's three years old. JP is three months old. And here's what I know. I know that they'll never have to face anything close to what a young African-American child has to deal with on a daily basis in the world today. Look, my heart breaks when another kid at the playground doesn't want to play with my son. I can't even imagine what it must be like for a young person of color to grow up at some point with the realization that the world does not treat them the same way, that innocence taken away from them and and parents of color teaching their children that there are some things that you just won't be able to do that your white friends can do, right? To be a person of color in our society today, constantly worrying about what could happen to you. I'll never have to teach Grayson or JP how to get home safely from school in regards to police. And we're not talking about all police, but it is the reality. I can't imagine the toll that that must take on another human being's sense of self-worth. But to be fair, I try to see the other side as well. Look, I have a niece who's a police officer, right? I can't imagine also what it would be like to be a police officer or a law enforcement officer 
putting your life on the line every single day to protect and serve us, right? How would I feel if my sons were police officers out there suiting up, trying to deal with all these riots and and all this violence that's happening as a result of these peaceful protesters trying to make a change? I feel the same way. And look, I think an important to me, and I could be wrong here, I don't know, but an important part in healing all of this is being able to do our best to see and understand both sides of the issue, right? We Look, we may look different on the outside, but here's what I know. As spiritual beings, we're all created of the same stuff. The love that is in one of us is the love that's in all of us. It's our inability to recognize our sameness that causes so much fear and hate. Look, I know police officers. My niece is a police officer. She is a wonderful person. She has a heart of gold. She wants to make a difference in the world. And for that, I am eternally grateful. And I know that there are many, many other people out there just like that. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that I can't be deeply saddened and angered by what I see happening. I'm allowed to not like what I see and be able to support people that are in law enforcement that are trying to make a difference. I can do that. It's possible. And when I think about in the past, just this decision that I have of doing nothing, of thinking it's not my problem, right? If I'm honest, letting my own fears and doubts and insecurities keep me from even starting a conversation, I recognize how that's, that is a problem. And what I now realize or starting to realize as a leader, somebody with a platform and a voice in this world, I have an opportunity to make a difference. See, to me today, this is about something much more than just making money and growing my following. It's truly about stepping into what I believe to be what is God is calling me in my business and my life is to do my part to make a difference, to spread love into the world. Now, I am a Christian, and there's a calling for me on that level. And regardless of your religious beliefs, I'll say the same for you. Every one of you as a platform, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, and what you choose to do with that platform is totally up to you. I get that. But I want to challenge you to do more. Look, but I get it. It's so easy to get caught up in your own problems, right? The day-to-day challenges that we all have to face in our lives, paying our bills, managing our time, dealing with our children, right? Building our business. It's, it's so easy to get caught up in that and lose sight of the greater responsibilities as children of God. And those of you that are listening to this podcast as leaders of other human beings, with the great responsibility of influencing the hearts and minds of those people. I'm telling you, I'm urging you, you have a responsibility as a leader, especially as a white person, to check in with the people on your team, whether they are people of color or not, and just let them know that this is not okay. Regardless of which side of the issue you fall on, this is a human issue. And hatred and violence and fear is not okay on any level. And I'm just telling you right now, if you've remained silent, your silence says way more than anything you could ever know, especially if you have people of color on your team. They are watching you and they are waiting to see how you will react, how you will respond, what you will say. And if you do and say nothing, just know that they're, they're viewing that as a slight on them, as you're not appreciating them and, and understanding them. And here's what you need to do. You just need to let them know that you support them through these trying times, that you see them, 
that you understand them, that you acknowledge the fact that you're ignorant to these issues, but you want to learn. You want to come from a place of compassion and understanding, and you just want to help. And let them know that you violently oppose what's happening today. This is not a political issue, although I know everybody wants to make it that. This is just a stand against something that no person should stand for, the discrimination of another person because of the color of their skin. And let them know that you don't want to stay silent any longer and act like this isn't your problem. Just be willing to start a conversation and watch what that might be able to do in terms of building a bridge between you and that person. Because here's what I believe. This is all of our problem. Look, this is happening to our black brothers and sisters, other people of color, other human beings. All of us, by the way, created equal in God's image. It's happening to our world, our society, and it has to stop the hate, the violence. We can't sit on the sidelines anymore, afraid of doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing, waiting for someone else to fix the problem. So that begs the question, what can we do? What should we be doing right now? I'm going to give you my perspective. Now, granted, it's a perspective of a white man. It's not going to fully be able to get you to where you need to be. Hopefully, in the next episode, we'll be able to provide much more clarity in that area. But I'm just going to share with you what I believe and what I know. And I believe that the first step is compassion. And compassion is just being able to see things from someone else's perspective. See, I think we all need to approach this topic with humility. We need to assume that we don't know anything to best understand the other person's point of view. Look, if both sides of this issue were just willing to do that, who knows what we could accomplish together? We could literally eradicate racism in our generation. And when we talk about love, because I think that's the real antidote to all of this, right? Fear, hate, it's just the absence of love. And here's what I know about love. Love is caring enough to want to understand the other person's point of view to create change. It's wanting to really listen. And to be able to do that for a moment, it requires us to really do something important, to rid ourselves of our beliefs that we've developed based off past programming and things that we've learned and accumulated through our experiences in life. This is not an easy thing to do. But if you can adopt some genuine empathy and begin to see the other person's side, to, to not see them as an enemy, but to see them as the same thing as you, just somebody that wants to see love in the world. If you can start to see that fear and that anger as a cry for love in someone else, it really changes the way that we begin to look at this. And when we talk about compassion, humility, empathy, I would argue that as a leader, these are some of the best qualities you could ever embody. Part of compassion, I believe, is educating yourself, which I have to admit, I've not been very good in that area. You know, understanding the history surrounding these issues of racism, how it's affected the lives of people of color. Take the time to care enough to ask people that you know, people of color, how they're feeling right now. How are they dealing with this? Right? If you're a leader and you have people of color on your team, you have black men and black women on your team, reach out to them and check in with them. They need to hear from you. They need to know that you care. Regardless of your own preconceived notions or set of beliefs, seek to understand. And here's what I want you to do. Establish an intention to become a better leader, a more inclusive leader. 
You've got a responsibility in this area. This is one of the commitments that I am going to make in my own business, right? Admit that if you have, admit you failed in the area of promoting diversity. Take a look at, from an objective perspective, the stories that you tell, the images that you're putting out there through your business. Have they been inclusive, right? Make sure that you're doing this on your team. Feature stories of people of color. Be inclusive in the way that you promote what you do. Now, here comes the other issue, though, because I know when we talk about compassion, one of the areas that people really struggle with this is all the violence that we see happening right now, all the violence and the looting that has come as a result of these peaceful protests. And the thought is this, Bob, how can I possibly show compassion for those people? Look, I want to be really clear. I mentioned this earlier. In no way do I condone violence of any kind on either side. And I acknowledge that there's been violence on both sides of this issue that is unspeakable and it should not be tolerated. Look, when it comes to the looting, we've been affected by that. You know, in Philadelphia, I don't know how it's been in other cities, but literally all day Sunday and Monday, I sat there watching the news, watching people loot stores in our neighborhood, just running in. I mean, it was, it was gripping. I didn't know how to feel. Shannon she was afraid. She, she wanted to take the kids to her mom's. We were in bed on Monday night, and we, there were explosions going off. Two blocks from our house, they were blowing up ATMs. And look, it wasn't just black people. There was as many white people looting as black people. So this, is, this violence is not a part of the real issue. It's not activism. It's criminalism, right? But when we look at this and we think about this, we see violence on both sides of it, right? We see violence being acted out you know, on a daily basis in the form of racism, but then we see a lot of this violence being acted out against police officers and against law enforcement officers that are, that are trying to mitigate all of this and, and protect us, right? People that are genuinely like my niece that has good in her heart, that is passionate about the work that she does. And I just know this, I don't know much, but I just know violence is never the answer. And when I think about this, here's the real difficult part about all of this. Understanding what love really requires from us. See, in order for us to truly love someone else, the other person that sits on the other side of this issue, it's really important to recognize that everyone is just doing the best that they can with the resources that they have and the choices that they feel are laid out in front of them. This is a really difficult thing for people to to wrap their minds around, even those that are rioting and looting. Even those that make choices that we don't agree with, it's so, it's so natural when you're watching this looting to have these preconceived notions and these thoughts of resentment and hatred towards these people that are doing it. And even people that post things on social media that you don't agree with, these are still individuals deserving of our love. This is what God tells me. See, here's what we must learn how to do, and this is a very hard thing. We must learn how to separate the action from the human being. Just because someone has done something bad, it doesn't necessarily make them a bad person. They are still a human being that is in need of love. That bad act is a cry for love. It's them operating from a place of fear. People that, that feel as though they don't have a voice. People that feel that have been persecuted, that they don't matter in the world, that are acting out as a, a way to feel some sense of significance and control in their life. Now, this doesn't mean that the consequences and the penalties of their actions should be removed. It just means that we're still required to show love and empathy towards them. And I get it. This is one of the most challenging things we'll ever do in our lifetime. 
But I truly believe that the solution lies in our ability to love more. And as, as a white person, to really begin to care enough to truly understand and see the other person's point of view on this issue. And then I believe the next step is this, is action. Change will only come from action. It will only come from the people that have the ability to make a difference and influence the situation by taking action. You know, I heard in one of the interviews that I was listening to, as I was just trying to understand this issue better, one of the interviews, it was actually with a Dr. Michael Beckwith. And in the interview, he said that racism is not going to be, essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but it's not going to be solved by people of color. It's going to be solved by white people. And that led me to an understanding that I do have a responsibility in this area. When I think about this, for me as a Christian, the thing that really grabs my heart is the idea of repentance for how any of my thoughts and actions and attitudes may have contributed to this problem, right? I see such a resistance in people to admit any wrongdoing when I think if we're honest with ourselves, we've all contributed to this issue on some level. Even if it means like me, you just didn't do or say anything. Look, I feel like both sides of this issue could benefit from this mindset and attitude. Now, in the next episode, my hope is that we can share some actionable steps and things that you can do to help end discrimination and racism and promote better equality in this area. Hopefully, we'll be able to share some actionable things with you. I'm, look, I'm not the expert in that area, obviously. But here's one thing I can tell you to do that I do know. When we talk about action, it starts in your own home and the way that you live your life. And that begins with me remembering if you are a parent, if that's you, that you choose to raise your children in whatever manner you want. But I choose to raise my children in a way where I instill in them at a very early age a certain set of beliefs that do not continue to promote this, right? Now, along these lines, here's what I'll hear people say. Teach your children to not see color, right? We don't see color. I get the idea. It's good intention. But here's at a fundamental level, here's what I believe. That's not the right advice. Not acknowledging the color of their skin is not acknowledging the uniqueness of a human being and who they are. So when I teach my children, I'm going to teach them to acknowledge the color of someone's skin and recognize that because of that, they may have certain challenges that they face that my children don't face. Now, I'm not going to teach my children to be guilty because they're white. Because I don't think that's setting the right message either. But I'm going to teach my children to acknowledge people for their uniqueness, the color of their skin, but at the same time, being able to honor them and know that we are essentially all made up of the same stuff as spiritual beings, that we are all created in God's image, right? That we all are made from his perfect love. And in that case, we're all the same. See, it's this idea that we're all different and separate that's bred through fear. And that's the thing that's created and continued this problem. But I'm going to teach my two boys to love and to treat people with kindness and respect. And I hope and I pray that that sinks in and that influences the way that they live their life. That I can do the way that I do my small part of eradicating racism is by instilling that attitude in my children. And I think each of us, if we can embrace that as a parent, that's a big step in the right direction. But then also remember as a leader, you have a great responsibility 
to influence the hearts and the minds of those that follow you. It is an opportunity, right? And along with that, it means understand that people are watching you. I get it. You get to choose your platform for whatever you want. And you might say, Bob, ain't no way, ain't no how I'm talking about any of this stuff because it's just too risky. Or I don't want to, you know, I'm just too emotionalist here. And you know what? I respect that. I really do. And I honor your decision. But if you truly, as a leader, if you in your heart, you feel like you want to do something, and I know a lot of you probably fall into that category, I want to challenge you to have a voice. I want to challenge you to be able to start a conversation. I want to challenge you to recognize there is an opportunity that you have as a leader. This is what legacy leadership is all about. This is what we teach. It's using the vehicle of network marketing to become a force of good in the world, to enact positive change, to transform the lives of other people. As a leader, you have the ability to influence potentially thousands of people, to become instruments of love and joy and compassion in the world to people regardless of the color of their skin. The question is, are you going to embrace that? And as far as what you do on social media, I'll leave you with this. My advice to you today is no different than my advice to you was when all this thing with coronavirus started to go down. And my advice to you, by the way, is the same anytime you ask me. It's love, it's serve, it's grow. You should be showing up on social media right now. And you should be loving and you should be serving people. You should be leading with light and being hopeful and being an inspiration, trying to spread positivity in the world. Don't let your doubts and fears and insecurities and those red light stories keep you from going out and trying to encourage people and share things that you believe. Now, look, do it in a way that's respectful of the other person's point of view, but also recognize that no matter what you do and no matter what you say, there will always be people out there that will want to knock you down, that will tell you that you're wrong for saying it. And my advice to you is is just allow them to have their opinion, but do not keep that from you sharing something that's important to you. Look, this is what leaders do. This is what leaders do. If you are doing and saying the same thing as everyone else, you are not a leader. Look, our company is committed to taking actions to promote equality and diversity in our community and our programs. When I'm ready, I'll be sharing with you some of the ways we're going to do that. I'm excited about that. But I want to challenge you. What can you do? Consider what you can do. Be honest with yourself. How have you been in these areas? Right Within your team, your community on social media, in your local community, in the world. Be a light, spread love, joy, but be inclusive. Promote diversity, be conscious of that. Make that a priority in your business. It is your responsibility as a leader. And my commitment to you is this. My commitment to you is that I will be willing to tackle these difficult issues as they come up. Because I view my job as a leader to those of you in this community That when I know that there is something that you're struggling with, even if it might be a difficult issue, a sensitive issue, something that I know could be a polarizing issue, but something that you need, my commitment to you is that I will be willing to step into it and do my best to help you navigate it. And I'm not saying that it's going to be the right way. I'm not saying that I may not stumble and trip and misstep along the way, but I need you to know that anything I do and say on this podcast, I do from a place of love and service, and wanting to see healing in the world and end suffering forever so that your kids, my kids, the the future generation can know a world that is different, that that is not gripped by so much hate and fear and pain, that I can help you become a better version of yourself so that you can go out 
and build a life and a business that you love to live a life of freedom so that you can go out and impact the lives of others. And I know that there are going to be times where I'm not going to want to. This would be a good example of that. You know, if I'm honest, I really, really, as much as I was, I was not looking forward to doing this because I just know, but I'm willing to accept that challenge. And that's my commitment to you is I won't shy away from things that I know that you need, especially when I know they can help you. So it is my sincere hope and prayer that I give you some level of clarity in this episode. I, I don't know if I did. I apologize if I rambled. It, this probably went too long, but I just wanted to try to speak from my heart and soul, and, and I hope I help some of you. And, and here's what I hope happens in the next episode. We're going to have some people sharing from the other perspective, helping you better be equipped to lead black men and women, people of color on your team, to have a greater level of depth of understanding of these issues so that you can have the kind of conversations that you need. And ultimately, here's what I think that does. It not only makes you a better leader, it makes you a better human being. Isn't that the goal of all of this? Right? Not just for us to make tons of money, it's for us to evolve as a person and grow. So I really hope that this does this. But hey, listen, thank you so much for being here. Um, Thank you so much for being a part of this community, for being a light of love and hope and inspiration. And I hope on some level this message helped you today. So thanks for being here, everybody. I'll see you soon on the next episode.